Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Hey, everyone. It's John C. Morley, the host of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And welcome once again to Marcus, my trusty co-host. Good to see you here, Marcus. Hey, how's it going, John? Uh, doing very well. So, you know, lots have been happening with everything in the news and things have been happening, but I'm so glad everyone's joined us. You know, we're really working hard to get some great guests. Uh, we have a good guest coming up next week. We actually have Edwin Edabiri, uh, who's actually the chief happiness officer for the Happy Neighborhood Project, uh, which incidentally, I'm actually a co-host for the New Jersey um, uh, HNP and uh Lots. It's a great organization, and he actually started his organization as a not-for-profit um, called the I Am Happy Project. And what happened was he went around town, and uh, he actually asked quite a few people. I lost track of how many, uh, but thousands. <laughs> uh, basically, how happy are you on a scale of 1 to 10? And he wrote that down. And then uh, United Nations actually asked him to do a TED Talk. And then he decided to start, make it monetize it, right? He started to uh, start an organization called the Happy Neighborhood Project, which incidentally is not a for-profit and uh, does make money. And the whole thing he had learned, and actually through Harvard, there was a study done that said that businesses that are happy, people are 37% more likely to do business with that company because they're happy. Wow, John. You know, so I'm very excited about this particular guest because uh, I got a chance to, you know, uh, you know, uh, be a part of the the summit. So the summit was a pretty, pretty intense, uh, you know, engagement. I, I really enjoyed it. So I look forward to, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, doing that interview. It was so, a gr- it was a great summit. I was there for the networking part. Uh, you know, they tried to make their uh, the Guinness Book of World Records. Unfortunately, they did fall shy of a little bit. Uh, they were hoping oh. to get 5,000. They only got like 2,000-something or whatever. They, they had to keep them on for a certain material. They didn't make the record, which was unfortunate. But, you know, there's always next time. But it was a great event, and um, I, I think it went well. The only thing I probably would have said is that we might have needed a different platform because what they did is they ran uh, the event like a webinar. And then they yeah. did the networking into different rooms. Uh, you know, other platforms cost more money, but there are other platforms. It would just would have been nice to be able to see everybody in the chat window. Like you'd be able to yeah. chat with them. Zoom couldn't handle that. No, not at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of zoomed out, you know, uh, myself, <laughs> you know, uh, that Zoom is on our uh, actually on our agenda today, you know. So it, it you know, is. Like- we're, we're, we're going to get to it a little bit later, but I have something <laughs> a little more pressing. Uh, you know how much I love Tesla and, uh, this, I got to tell you, Marcus, this broke my heart when I heard this, you know, I always say that, you know, you can be successful in life as Mm -hmm. long as you don't harm yourself or harm anyone else, right? Don't do anything wrong. 
That doesn't mean you can't be competitive, okay? But it means just, you know, um, be decent, right? It doesn't mean don't be competitive, though. Yeah. So um, this guy at Tesla that worked there for a while did something that wasn't too nice. He got caught with his hand in a cookie jar. And I don't mean the ones you can eat. He got caught planting ransomware in the software of the Tesla. And they're planning on oh, placing wow. charges on him. I mean, why would you do something like that? Is it that you're jealous of, of the owner? Or are you jealous because you don't own the Tesla? I mean, what makes somebody want to do that? We probably should ask our resident uh, psychologist that who, incidentally, uh, Mr. Um, Michael Nicitelli, uh, a real kudos out to him. He did an amazing job on our show, and he is now going to be our resident technology psychology expert. So when we have an issue that has to deal with odor or anything else, like he talked about, when we have things online and we don't address them, they're going to predicate into real life. So uh, Tesla has their hands full, but they're going to charge this person. And um, yeah. I'm sure he's going to be found guilty. Yeah, looking at five years in prison and, and a quarter million fine. You know, it, it's just not roughed it. And then de deportation at that. Uh, you know, the guy's not from the U.S. So yeah. you have to realize, you know, why did he do this? And I have to say he did this. I don't want to say the word cult. But I think he did this because he was part of something. And it's almost like something he had to do to prove himself. And, and I think that's terrible. It's almost like those fraternities in school. You know, I know they had hazing and stuff, but yeah. some of those things they had you do, I think were just, you know, despicable. And uh, supposedly they cleaned their act up, but I don't think 100%. They like to make us think they've cleaned them up, but I don't really think they've cleaned them up that much. So, um, all right. So that's what's going on with Tesla. And hopefully... Uh, They'll put him in jail and uh, hopefully no one else will do that because I just, you know, when you hear something good and then when somebody does something like that, why does somebody want to do that? It just, no, it just, it just, it just breaks my heart. So um, I could talk about that for hours, but I won't. Netflix. All right. So Netflix, after giving away that month of free Netflix service, it's going to end their free trial in the U.S. now. And this is a very sad situation for many people who has been you know kind of gaming the system for a very long time so <laughs> if you if you think about it you know um i you kind of i don't know if they're you know if, if this is a situation of them getting kind of kind of big for their britches and maybe kind of you know uh going away with this uh, kind of a little bit too soon because maybe this is what kind of hooked people in a little bit you know uh what do you think john i think you know it was basically a, um, you know, I think they knew that they weren't going to do it forever, but I think there had mm -hmm. to be a different way of addressing this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, recently, it was just until recently, you know, they decided to do this. They were offering companies this 30-day free trial. And people, you know, a lot of times were taking advantage of it, canceling accounts, getting other accounts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now that the free trial has been removed from the Netflix website, um, They've told us that customers uh, who have already started the free trials are going to be able to continue them. However, no UK customers will be offered free trials in the future. So um, I think really what it comes down to, Marcus, to be honest with you, it comes down to money. 
it comes down to resources. And, you know, when you have streaming, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to pay for that. Somebody's got to pay for that time uh, and that network bandwidth, right? So you really got to look at when you give yes. something away free, ladies and gentlemen, it's never really free. Okay, it's never free. Right. So I think you have to look at those costs. And I think, to be honest with you, I think it's really, I don't like to bring everything up on COVID, but I think COVID actually caused this. And I don't like to say that, but I think mm -hmm. it just, you know, we hear lots of restaurants. Uh, we just heard, I think it was, um, oh, what was the name of the restaurant? I think it was the the pizza place, uh, um, what was it, Calico or Italian Kitchen or something? They just filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. You know? Uh, so people are having challenges. But like I told you, Marcus, people have to figure out how to do business virtually. If they don't, they're not going to exist. I mean, it's it's not my plan that that's how it has to be, but that's how it's going to be for a while. Mm -hmm. So I think Netflix is is starting to feel the you know the pinch, and they got to protect their assets or they're not going to be around. Well, you got to think about it too. You know, a, a lot of their competitors do offer shorter trial periods, and then they have just given out Netflix contracts like candy. You know, so they was signing deals like left and right. So they do have to cop. Uh, I don't think it. they should have gotten rid of the entire free trial. I think I, I understand they couldn't yeah. give thirty days. But I think maybe they could have done seven days. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is going to be a marking decision that's probably going to bite them in the rear end. Because if I was a consumer now and I'm going to buy Netflix somewhere else, I'm probably not going to go do Netflix. I'm going to go with somebody that has the free trial. Right? Yeah. And there's a lot of competitors out there that's, uh, you know, uh, offering some of the, some of the so same things, and, uh, you know, and even Disney Plus is uh, pretty attractive nowadays. Yes. Yes. And they were so expensive. Now they're trying to give away their shirt because they realize that they got to captivate the market. They got to get people excited. Right. That That's what it's about. But, you know, it, it's just coming down to the fact that, uh, Businesses are starting to get serious because it's it's really starting to uh, affect their bottom line. And and they just have to, you know, kind of shape up or they're not going to be around. So, unfortunately, I'm not in agreement with what Netflix is doing. I understand the decision. I just think Netflix could have done a seven-day trial, even a five-day trial. Um, I think it would have been better. I think you're going to really, really tick off a lot of potential customers and you probably are going to lose some people. Yeah, it's, especially those who are getting kicked off of uh, some of their friends and uh, girlfriends' <laughs> accounts and, and they're looking for, for a way to get hooked up with Netflix. So I don't think they're going to catch a lot of those people. No, no, no. Uh, so, you know, there's Wild out there, they say, and then there is the Mercedes EQC 4x4 uh, squared. And... Uh, so this is uh, this is definitely um, something that Mercedes is hoping is going to change the world. It's an electric SUV with portal axles. Now that's pretty interesting, Marcus. I have to say so myself. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say, it's a sexy looking car. I mean, uh, the tires, the uh, the design on it. Uh, they're really going for that aerodynamic look. I mean. This thing is a mean-looking, sexy truck. I mean, it just—it really just has all those components in it. Um, you know, 
they put surveillance cameras in it. Um, they're trying to compete, I guess, with 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 Tesla and stuff. Uh, but um, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I think they're they're trying to do a lot of interesting things. Uh, but at the bottom line, I think really what they're trying to do is they're trying to gain a new market share. Mercedes was never known as a four by four vehicle, right? They weren't a Jeep, right? Right. Now they're it's a pretty nice a, looking truck, though. What's it is? It's a very nice, like I said, it's a nice, attractive looking truck. And now Mercedes is dying, designed for the rough. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna really cause people to roll their eyes when they decide to get Jeep or Wrangler. Like now, there's Mercedes. Well, I want a four by four because you know I'm a guy and I want a four by four and I want to go into the trails and when well, I can get the Mercedes EQC. Electric SUV. Hey, the rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of strange though. You, you just don't picture a luxury vehicle being something that you just roll around in the dirt. <laughs> well, you know, Land Rover was trying to do it right for a while. Yeah. Uh, I think they the Land Rover kind of got there, but it really had a had a class though. I mean, it didn't really it didn't dip low. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think Mercedes is really. I don't know. I, I think they're really they're changing the brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I think personally, if it was me, I wouldn't have called it Mercedes. I would have had another name for it. Oh, that would have been a good Mercedes. idea. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. Uh, they're putting an electric, progressively luxury car to go off road. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, it just, just, just the sound of that alone, John. The way you just put that, <laughs> it, it, it sounds funny. <laughs> I know, I know. It sounds very funny, and it's like so yeah. hypothetically, everybody's is, is very well here. But you know, you you go to your 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 barber to get a haircut, right? And you go to your dentist to get your teeth cleaned, hopefully. So you don't go to you know to to your to your to your a barber to get your teeth cleaned, right? And that's almost what this feels like. They're like different specialties. Exactly. You know, right? So I mean, I, I think they're trying to capitalize the market, but I think they made a bad decision. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I, you know, uh, I, I, I'm just not buying it myself either. And, you know, and even if I was to get something like this, I would never so drive now, it off let's, road. Let's talk about the price tag, okay? You know how much I like Teslas, and Teslas sit right around the eighty, ninety thousand dollar mark, right? Right. Very superior car, lots of great features. What do you think this Mercedes Benz EQC four hundred SUV with luxury that's designed to play off road is going to well, go for? Well, I used to be a Benz guy back in my my crazy young days, uh, so you know I, I would imagine that these guys would be pricing them uh, pretty close to the two hundred uh, K mark. Okay, so maybe you can sit down then. Um, it's only going to hit, it's going to just be around the Tesla price. They're trying to go after that, I guess, when the high, it's going to be 90000 Oh, that's, yeah. It's a little less than what I thought. This yeah. is an electric car. So I think they're trying to compete with Tesla because Tesla's in that same price range. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's what they're trying to do. But I don't know, I, I think this... I, I don't. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. 
testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. I agree with the branding on this. I think whoever came up with the branding should be shot. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean that. I mean that's just the honest, doggone truth, right? I mean, what, what would you, what would you think now that you see them? I mean, what, what would you expect when you heard what I said about that? What goes through your mind? Well, the, well, the first thing that goes to my mind, John, is is like, is it is is it going to do the same thing? You know, perform as as well as you know what their traditional brands perform at. You know, and it, you know, and if so, you know, like, do I still want to you know use it as as an SUV? You know, like you know, you you said I a just... mouthful there, Marcus. You know, here's the thing: we all presume it's going to perform, but let's just let's just suspect for a moment or presume that doesn't. Right. I can't even begin to think of the ramifications that will happen and cheapen the Mercedes brand. Oh, that'd be destructive. Oh, I mean, that'd be terrible for Mercedes. Like, you know, that I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. Oh my God. Uh, but there's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think they've probably done happen. their homework, but I don't think that they're going to skate by a hundred percent free. I do think that it's probably going to perform. Okay. But I think people are going to be a little bit disappointed or it's going to, how can I say, you know, if you think of somebody and they, they do something, it tarnishes your reputation. We say not to judge. I think right. it's going to cause people to judge Mercedes if it does something a little bit against their grain. Well, I think we just have to wait and see, you know, and um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep following that. I'm sure, you know, I will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a, yeah. What's that? <laughs> yeah. I guess I'd be a little bit, af a little bit afraid to not to be the first one to test it out. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I gotta tell you, I'm sure they're going to have some different driving modes like they do in Tesla and stuff like that. But you know, it's, it's a new kid on the block with the electric vehicle and it's something new. It could go somewhere and it could flop, but I just think it should have been called something like the, instead of the Mercedes Benz, it should have been called like the, I don't know, something like the M rider or something like that, or the MB rider. Right. right. Owned by Mercedes, but it's not Mercedes. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little different. All right. Speaking about zoom zooming all around and, and <laughs> having all this uh, yeah. fun on off roads and places we shouldn't really be uh, and having to get our car uh, cleaned up from all this mud and all this extra fun, our friends at Zoom <laughs> have added two new features. Um, you know, what can you add to Zoom? You're probably saying, well, they've added stuff. A few months ago, they added a feature where now you can actually add glasses to yourself and add different things to your overlays and stuff like that. And so now you can have a, a picture on there and it automatically puts the thing over your eyes. So it's pretty intelligent. So that's kind of neat, but that's been around for a little while. 
So Zoom added um, somewhat similar to the Facebook event system. You can now search through public events like concerts on Zoom. Hmm. All right. And you can purchase tickets and they're trying to go that way. But I don't know. I just feel Zoom is not all that. I try no. not to, to be on Zoom that much. I go to some Zoom events. Don't don't get me wrong. But I don't feel that I get the experience on Zoom. I'm in a Hollywood Squares environment. Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing something else, Marcus. They're going to try to copy off the app world. They're calling it Zaps. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So now they're going to have free and paid zaps that you can plug into your Zoom because they want to give it more functionality. I don't think that's the way to go. No, like uh, they don't want to get involved oh in the development. So they're going to have zaps. Now, I don't know if they develop the zaps or if third parties going to deliver it the zaps. They're really apps. They're apps for Zoom. Yeah, I, I I can I can see some disasters coming here, you know, um, you know, because a good percentage of people that use Zoom already are, you know, just just not that, you know, that tech savvy already. And they, you know, they already struggle with half of the functions. So, you know, what is your what is your you know expertise? Here? Unmute themselves. Forget it. <laughs> Oh man! Or usually it's the other way around. It's called they can't, they can't, you know, they can't unmute the mute. So somebody came up with a game a while back, uh, kind of like the drinking game. And the way it goes is the last person who says unmute, well, you have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever's yeah, on mute last has to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real good one. <laughs> Our friends at Microsoft are at it again. Microsoft's new image AI captioning system is supposed to help in Word and beyond. That's what they claim. And I don't know, Marcus. I, I, I am on the fence with this one. I don't know what you think, but but I am I'm really I'm on the fence with this. And the reason I'm on the fence with this is I just feel that um I don't know. I don't know if it was thought through properly. So they developed this new image captioning algorithm that's supposed to exceed human accuracy in certain tests. The system is supposed to um, be able to update the company's assistant app for visually impaired. And it's going to be incorporated into the Microsoft's products like Word, Outlook, and PowerPoint. The seeing AI is what they call it. I think that's a little bit stretching it. And they're going to use it for tasks like creating alternate text for images, um, I don't know, helping people with accessibility problems. They're saying, and I quote, everyone would include alternate text for all images and documents on the web in social media, as this enables people who are blind to access the content and participate in the conversation, said Squab Kashai, a software engineer manager from Microsoft's AI team. I can't even pronounce his name, let alone say it, right? Yeah. And I don't know, these apps... Um, they are, there's something that's been around for a while, but I don't think that they really have put enough time into them. Yeah, they, they do tend to get overlooked, you know, uh, and like you said, the fact that they haven't invested so much in these, you can imagine that, you know, now that they're starting to roll them out and, you know, and announce them now, 
I got to wonder, John, and you, you, know, you probably know better than I will, which I know you do, you know, is there going to be any problems with these? I would guarantee there's going to be a problem. We talked about the problem with Corona just last week and how Microsoft's beautiful Excel program couldn't report to a certain power. Oh, yeah. Right? We're talking about a simple mathematic computation that they couldn't get right. And you're asking us to get millions of data correct for points? Hmm. Everything in a camera is all points. Everything right. is zeros and ones. That's what makes you and I come over this screen. Mm -hmm. Here doesn't see color. It's zeros and ones. Those zeros mm -hmm. and ones have a, have, a, have, a, have a relativity to what there are. And there's so many zeros and ones for each color palette to turn them on at a certain specific position. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. So uh, something else before I jump to the big hot news, which is the iPhone 12, which we'll get to in a minute. Just across my desk today, um, NGIT is uh, making a difference. And I usually don't talk a lot about hospitals, but I thought this was an interesting article and I wanted to bring it up. Um, and I quote, with hospital space in short supply during this pandemic, NGIT has partnered with the University Hospital and the Tuckman Foundation to refit a shipping container into a mobile medical facility. These modular medical care units can be deployed to areas of surging diseases and outbreaks and other future disasters, as well as to regions that lack the proper health care infrastructure. So basically, you have a uh, you have a, a, a hospital in a box. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what it sounds like. And it looks pretty nice. It has a lot of stuff um, and it's modular. And you can deploy it for as long or as short of a time as you want. It can just be lifted up. It's, a, it's the M2CU, the mobile, mobile Medical Care Unit. Sounds pretty functional. Uh, so so uh, who's, who's going to be using this? Well, uh, NJIT uh, is partnering, like I said, with University Hospital and, and the Tuckman Foundation. So... Right now, they don't have the exact market, but they but NGIT obviously is testing it out, and they're just trying to be ready for when our world needs them and where they need them. There isn't an actual plan to deploy them yet, where they're going to go, but I guess they just want to be ready because you and I both know that there's going to be another level of this wave. We're not done. Yeah, I think I think we can count on it. Uh, so it, it is very good that like you know um, people are preparing ahead of time and 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 preparing for the worst. Uh, so thank you for reporting that. You know, so I I guess I guess we're gonna see more of this. Uh, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I don't mean to be the grim reaper, but uh, I do tend to give you reality here. Uh, but on a brighter note, um, I was up early this morning, a uh, little before noon, a little before. Uh, actually, I got up uh, just 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 be. I went to bed early, and a little before I'm going to say uh, it was um, right after the crack of midnight. And I got up, and I wanted to place my order on the website for my new iPhone 12, and I was all ready to do it. And guess what? Today is not the date for the phone. Now I knew you could back order it today, right? Okay. But it's not the same as my iPhone X or 10X. It's not coming out until November 6th, the iPhone 12 Max Pro. What, they, they, they pushed the date back? <laughs> the iPhone 12 is out. Okay. Not the mini and not the Max Pro. 
Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so that kind of dampened so, me a little bit. Um, yeah. So the word around Apple uh, as it's releasing the corners is the new iPhone mini device. It's going to be a 5.4-inch iPhone. It's expected to be priced just under $700, 649 And in case mm-hmm. you're wondering the price tag of the iPhone 12, it's going to start at $799. It's going to start at $799. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be, and you could start ordering today. So if any of you guys want to jump and get one, you can go, uh, you know, to your carrier and actually go order one now. But the thing is this, Marcus, if you're used to having a big phone, like I am, I don't want to go to something that's smaller. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people are going to buy this and they're going to be pissed off because, oh, well, because the stores aren't going to explain this to them. No, not at all. So it's yeah. going to be $50 yeah. less than the lowest price of the iPhone 11 released last year. This is designed for the person that really doesn't want that smartphone, but wants a little bit of its functionality. So mm-hmm. they're going to save some save some money. But I don't know. So the standard iPhone 12 is going to have the 6.1-inch screen. It's pricing. Um, they're saying you can get the price tag. Uh, around 749 but uh, I'm seeing it all different prices. So to give an example, the iPhone 12 with 64 gigs of RAM is 799 The 128 version of that is 849 The 256 version is 949 In case we have any UK people, well, you get the 64 uh, gig version for 799 pounds. Uh, the 128 gigabyte version for 849 pounds. The 256 gigabyte version for 949 pounds. And if you're in Australia, well, you can get it for thirteen forty nine for the sixty four, fourteen twenty nine for the one twenty eight, and just under sixteen hundred dollars, fifteen ninety nine for the two fifty six. So, um, and this is not going to be the most expensive one. The most expensive one's going to come around fifteen hundred dollars, starting with the iPhone uh, Pro Max, mm. twelve Max. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, but here's the thing, you know. Why is it, Mark, you think that everybody wants to get a new phone? Is it just because they want a new phone? What do you think they want this new phone for? My my my, my guess is that, like, everybody's, you know, kind of considering the 5G. That you're exactly right. The 5G is it. But there's there's some other reasons. So I The 5G is one reason. And the other reason is you're going to be able to get on next-generation networks, which are truly mm. router-based networks uh, that have higher speeds, um, that's the other reason that you're going to be able to, even though you could do it with the old slower phones, they weren't really getting the true speed functionality because they really couldn't handle next gen. So they were connecting at the lower levels. Right. So the iPhone is going to be able to 12 at five G speeds, theoretically reach four gigabits per second. Remember we're saying theoretically, this is in a perfect lab environment, but we don't have a lab environment in the real world. But realistically, we're probably going to see under two gigs. I would say just clocking around 1.3, 1.4 gigabytes, like from Verizon and some of the others will be different. So the high frequency millimeter wave uh, is in use in the United States. And with that technology, it's going to give 300 megabit per seconds from other carriers that use the sub six technology. So you see the difference? Yeah. So, you know, that's really the difference. So the MM wave is incredibly fast. Uh, but it has a much shorter range, whereas the sub six version, which we're used to for the uh, it gets the 5G. So the MM wave is fast, it's much shorter, but the sub six we'll, we'll see uh, in your iPhone 12 will get 5G at greater distances. So that's the reason is this 5G is going to combat the distance. 
uh, from antennas, and it's actually going to remain fast, not only outside, Marcus, but indoors too. So the iPhone 12 um, is going to be powered by the A14 Bionic chip. This chipset was uh, confirmed by the iPad Air 4, and it's supposed to be claimed, they claim, uh, Apple claims, it's the world's first five don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner chipset supposed to be their best mm -hmm. apple says it'll be almost 40 percent and i quote more powerful than the a13 chipset in the iphone 11 we'll have to wait and see yeah so you're gonna have the choice of spending for the 64 gig the 128 the 256 uh they did do that which i thought was nice they brought the 64 back but you don't have a 32 so you definitely got to get the 64. You know, if you're going to take pictures and video, especially with this kind of uh, a phone, you're going to need something with the higher the higher gigabytes. Definitely yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. And then you better have some place to store this because it's going to cost you a fortune to store this on the Apple Cloud. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> so yeah, the so. iPhone 12, a little more about the iPhone 12. It does come with a dual, I like this, rear camera. 12 megapixel wide camera with an F aperture for those of our uh, here that are uh, uh, photo bugs, a 1.6 aperture at a 12 megapixel ultra wide shooter range and an F aperture of a 2.4 aperture at a 120 degree field of view. Not too bad. Nice, nice. Some pretty decent specs for what you'd see in a camera. So as I said to you, there's a lot of bigger uh, focus on the differences. So now you can have with computational photography, uh, generations now want iPhones that can do better things, can be smarter, can do better things with the faces and the images, have better contrast quality. We talked about the next generation network, which basically means that the networks have packet-based transfer. The they can separate the control of the functions among the bearer, the capabilities, call session control, and application services, and they can decouple the service provisioning from the network and provision of open interface. And by doing this, Marcus, they're going to be able to get the speeds uh, a little bit faster uh, because now they're going to be able to control and regulate these things. But the new iPhone 12 Max Pro is not going to be available till November 6th. It's going to be a lot bigger of a phone. And I think, you know, right now, as people are looking at phones, I think people want this phone. You know why? Everybody in our world is using their phones more. I was having yeah. a conversation with a client today, Marcus, and you probably can agree with me on this, is that a lot of people, all different ages, right? Mm -hmm. They may not like technology, right? Right. But you notice they're using it a lot at home. Yeah, they are. You know, um, people are like stuck, like, literally glued to the phones right now because, like, there's nothing else. They yeah, they rather that than TV. It, Marcus, they're doing it like you said. They're stuck. They're doing. You know why, Marcus? Not because they want to. 
They're doing it because they have to. Their jobs, uh, schooling. That's really why they're doing it, Mark, is it, it, it's, it's for no other reason. Mm. And, and I think as we start to, you know, morph into these different things, hopefully, you know, this technology is hopefully going to bridge and bring people closer. But I think the biggest challenge that I have, Marcus, is that with this different technology, is it going to get people into more trouble? You know? Yeah, that's or the biggest it, concern. Well, that, 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 that's a very big concern of mine. You know, is, is it going to get people into trouble? Or is it going to cause people to be able to live lives that are more productive and helpful? So the other reason people want 5G and the big push of 5G is because it's going to be able to allow people to connect in ways they didn't before. Why? Because the amount of data they can transfer. As we get into artificial intelligence and we get into more types of apps, let's face it, these things are real suckers for, for, um, for drawing down uh, information. Now, there's something interesting about this phone. Do you know that this iPhone does not come with a charger? Really? So, <laughs> so how are we charging our phone? Well, they're saying to use the old charger. What? Oh man, what if you don't have it? <laughs> You're out of luck. Uh, well, so the iPhone 12 iPro model uh, come without a charger and headphones, and they're removing these items from the iPhone box to save space and reduce carbon emissions to the environment. Oh, wow. But I don't want you to be sad. They're going to mm. give you something in place. Okay. They're going to give you a small, low-powered, <laughs> lightning mm. power cable that will connect to any USB-C power adapter, which hopefully you have, and mm. uh, allow you to charge your phone through air charge. Okay. And we all know how how fast air charges. Not yeah. fast. Not at all. Oh man. Uh, so I, yeah. I mean, you're paying more money, and I mean, they're using this is a crock of nonsense, Marcus. That yeah, it is saying that they're cutting emissions. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Uh, um, and you know, they had to run some numbers and uh, and, and really present present the stats on that. Uh, because, uh, you know, that's that's really hard to buy that. Yeah, I got some other interesting news. Twitter is no longer, well, Twitter doesn't block much, as you know. But Twitter is no longer blocking links to the New York Post article about Biden's son. They had started blocking them earlier in the week. They're not doing that anymore. I, and, you know, uh, what's that? Yeah, you, you know the other guys. Um, they <laughs> they're doing the quite the opposite. <laughs> exactly, and Joe Biden now has his own Animal Crossing island. <laughs> oh wow! I, I I don't know. I think it's good, but there is a company out now that's actually selling ten gigabits per second that you can get in a lot of areas. Not not some, a lot I'd say, but not everywhere. At just under a thousand dollars a month, nine hundred bucks a month. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, as long as you as long as you have a reason to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I think right now, Marcus, everybody is very 
I guess, on edge. But what I am starting to see this week is that more and more people are actually starting to find out, you know, what technology do we need to, to run our business? Mm-hmm. And I think what people are starting to realize is that, let's face it, with all due respect to our government, they're really not helping us. Right. That stimulus check may or may not come, but I'm going to tell you, don't hold your breath. I, I know there's lots of people on YouTube, and I don't know about you, but I get sick and tired of them coming on. They have millions of followers, and I don't get why they have so many followers. And they're like, oh, stimulus check update, your stimulus package. And I'm like, how much more can you say about this? Like, there's nothing new. You tell us what somebody said or they said, and there's nothing really of value. And I just don't get how so many people want to tune into this nonsense, Marcus. Yeah. But they have a lot of followers that just believe that, you know, they have to hear what's going on. And it's a whole lot of propaganda. And it, it and, and to me, you know, it's, it's, it's a hook uh, to, to just run up, you know, like numbers, you know, to like, you know, to get some of that ad, no mad dollars uh, from YouTube. Uh, so, so they monetize it off of like, you know, just spilling propaganda. So, there's another interesting thing, but I, I forgot to mention about Zoom, an interesting thing that's been kicking on uh, right lately. It's called Zoom Poker. So, <laughs> Zoom Poker. This okay. is an idea. It's, it's starting to really catch across the pandemic as we continue. So the platform becomes a very popular solution for friends who miss their regulars in-person poker games, and they play poker on Zoom. It, it, it adds that missing element of the banter and the arguing back and forth, but they really can't be sharing the beer. They have to have their own beer and their own beverages. So usually mm-hmm. when one buddy mooches on everybody, well, you have to kind of mooch on yourself because you got to buy your own stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, and so- uh, it, it's, you know, and, and now HP is uh, taking us supposedly one step closer to a virtual tomorrow. They're going to be create this impressive rate to create virtual networks. Well, somebody's got to do this. I think there's billions of dollars waiting in virtual networks. I just don't know if it's tomorrow. I think the cost right now, Marcus, is very expensive, even to hold a virtual event or a virtual meeting. Yeah. I mean, we got companies overseas, not even in our, in our own country, that are renting office space, okay, in a virtual office building. I'm not talking about a virtual mailbox. I'm talking about them setting up furniture like your office is there so people can see your real office online. Wow, incredible. Yeah, I, I don't know. And people are spending, let's just say your office building was $10,000 a month for rent. They're spending maybe four or $5,000 a month rent for a virtual office online. That's truly amazing. And so, you know, there's a lot of innovation going on here. Um, and people just use it, really using their imaginations, it seems like. And and now there's something else coming in the back. You know, we don't really talk about DOD, uh, Department of Defense, but there's a controversial plan right now that's asking the DOD or really urging them to recruit tech pros to the WFH. So, the United uh, States Defense Innovation Board has recommended for the Pentagon to hire civilians to work from home who can handle classified information as a way of attracting people with technology expertise. 
Um, I, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one either, guys. Yeah, that, that one seems kind of unsafe. They're doing that to track more people. I think that half the tech people wouldn't know security if they fell on it. And uh, <laughs> individuals, and I quote, said, we'll have technical degrees and our highly specialized skills in digital technologies and innovation need across the United States Department of Defense, which is undergoing a digital transformation. Hmm. I don't know. I, I just feel that um, this isn't the right approach. They're trying to modernize the Department of Defense. They want to recruit civilians from home to help facilitate the u.s department of defense and they want to have this all done by 2023 not too long from now it's really speeding the process uh, ahead too and you know and i don't know if the, you know like uh when you think of the government speeding anything uh, ahead <laughs> it, it doesn't really seem to always seem to work out you know i always think of the government when they move they usually move pretty slowly uh, yeah, so you're right and the big problem right now you know for years they had technical people that were very knowledgeable a lot of those people are not there anymore and a lot of the people don't want to work for the government so they're having a problem to not only they can hire people, but they don't want to stay there. I think the culture of working for the government is not very friendly. And why would you want to do it when you can make just as much money working in the pro, you know, in 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 the in the world sector, in, in the private sector? Why would you want to work in the in the public sector of the government? Yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense. And you know, the the benefits isn't as great as it used to be. Um, you know, you, you you at risk of getting furloughed, and you know, and it's just it's just really really putting your putting putting yourself at su uh, career suicide at this point. They wanted to hire outside contractors, but like I said, I feel it's very risky. And uh, Edward Snowden, it was in 2013. Yeah. Remember, he blew the whistle on the secret mass surveillance of Americans. Yep. And everybody kind of frowned down on him. It'd be nice to have him on the show. I would love to get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're uh, listening to us, Edward, we would love you to visit our site, uh, chainmore.com, or hopefully if anybody knows uh, Edward Snowden, we would love to have you on the show. Uh, I think you'd be a great guest. You know, give us the truth about, you know, what's going on. And I think he he pointed out what a lot of us know is that cybersecurity is all around us. Yeah. And, you know, we learned many years ago, I remember when I did one of my very first interviews many years ago with Sony, and I predicted that the problem for their breach happened inside the company. And I was right. And insiders are now responsible for 57% of database breaches. And this is according to Verizon in 2019, an insider threat report. Yeah. So I think this is the problem when you hire people, right? You got to have lots of security. But I feel that even when you hire people, there's certain things you just can't give your staff access to. You can trust them with things, but I think there's just a certain piece of information that you just can't, you can't really trust them with it. And, um, Putting sensitive data on devices in unsecured environments like a home is it's risky. Mm -hmm. It could be stolen. 
People can be threatened or coerced. Data can be copied. Risks are really up there. And then once it gets on the cloud and security controls for remote access and all these types of things, I think what we're going to see is that, you know, nobody really wants to admit something, Marcus, until it becomes a problem. Let's take this pandemic, right? Everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, no, no, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. And, you know, I responded this way because I didn't want to alarm everybody. Well, what the, come on. I mean, I mean, what do they think? You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Hey, Marcus. Yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of questionable uh, motives and intentions on that, you know, um, people should be really on trial for. And uh, the fact of the matter is uh, people are just you know, just letting them skate away. If you remember, I talked about a big problem and it's starting to rear its head. In fact, it came up in September, but it's starting to rear its big head again. Remember we talked about the IoT, Internet of Things? And there's a real conundrum coming up for mm -hmm. cybersecurity. Who is really going to take ownership and accountability for making sure our IoT networks are safe? You buy hundreds of devices out there, right? Right. Who's actually checking those devices? Who? Oh. No one. It's a real right good now. question. Yeah. There's no alliance out there. And and people now, the people now they were showing were bringing close to $500,000 with Android and iOS AdWords scam apps. Now, remember we said that issues only happen on the computer? A lot of people say that. That's not true, Marcus. Oh, yeah. I, They're I, starting to happen yeah. on your iPhone and on your Android phone. Yeah, now, most of, the time, most of the time, it's not going to happen. But if you're somebody who downloads like, uh, you know, like every second, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. And I think you got to be careful, Marcus, what applications you put on there. You really shouldn't be installing applications that you don't trust. And anybody that tries to, you know, jailbreak something, I obviously don't support that. But, you know, there's a big tech regulation rigmarole right now. And tech companies arguably are, are having issues with this over the years, giving lots of consumers and business owners anger, distrust and frustration and complaints about privacy. And consumer rights, turning their heads up at government procedures. All these tech firms have been hit with multi-million dollar fines, one after another, after another, after another. And nobody really takes responsibility to this, Marcus, until they've been part of it. We said this once before. Companies say they can't afford it. Those are the companies exactly, Marcus, they can't afford not to do it. The consequences are just too dire. I mean, there's just so much risk out there. And anybody that says, oh, I'm 100% good, well, you need you constantly need to be aware of what's happening. I mean, we talked a couple months ago, Marcus, that, that Google scam uh, phishing was up over 200%. 
Mm. 200%. Wow, that's terrible. I mean, come on. Right? I mean, what do you what do you do with that? I mean, just not too long ago on, on the 15th yesterday, Barnes and Noble had a cyber attack that exposed customers' personal information. What the? Come on. Now, Barnes and Noble sent an email clarifying customers' financial information was not among the exposed information. Whoopie doo dah. <laughs> what do people think that just because you didn't expose my my credit card or my social security number, I'm safe? Yeah, but you gave my address, you gave my phone number, you gave my email. Right? Right. I don't know. Uh, I feel that there needs to be a standard. Just like, you know, we have that standard for credit card. And I got to tell you, it's one of the most bogus standards. You know, like they do the uh, um, PCA compliance. Mm -hmm. I think that is the biggest load of BS. I get what they're doing. And the concept is not BS. The companies that do it are BS. We're a tech company. And we get failed sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with us. Their staff's just too stupid to understand our environment. Mm -hmm. I feel that our biggest problem, Marcus, right now is knowledge and education. When you pick up a phone, I'm not going to mention the name of the company here, but I have a cable provider, and you probably can guess their name. And they're just, they're horrible. They suck. Uh, you know, you call them. And I think I said this before. You call them and then they try to call you back and then they cancel and then this and they come out. And they don't fix the problem. They just make it worse. I had a customer just tonight call me before the show. We put a new router in for them and they thought it was an issue with our router. I said, no. I said, all your phone lines are plugged in directly to your modem. It has nothing to do with our router. Oh, our fax machine doesn't work either. Yeah, those are all phone lines. Oh. What was raining today? So cable provider basically couldn't provide great service. I mean, how can you, the company is one company, and you'll guess who I'm talking about, they're in France. How can the United States of America allow a foreign company to be able to buy a major telecommunications company? How can that be allowed, Marcus? Yeah, you know, this is the stuff that makes me scratch my head sometimes. And it, it seems very treasonous to uh, sometimes when when the American citizen gets screwed, you know, uh, of the vital services that, you know, that they need, in, in, you know, and come to find out it's being serviced by, you know, uh, Jacques Coppel, um, you know, that's way over in France somewhere. Exactly. I think the big problem is that it's about money. Yeah. Okay. And this money is really the name of the game right now. It's a big name of the game. There's no, there's no secret to that. It's the name of the game. And uh, I feel that um, it's a problem. It's really a serious problem. I think everybody is just so concerned about the next dollar. They're not realizing about the consequences. You know, we talked about selling your soul out, right? And yeah. They're doing that. You know, they're, they're making that profit, but they're really making the world a, a, a not a good place. They're making the world a, a, a not so good a place. So as being an engineer and being a technology provider, I feel it's my 
my duty every day, not my job, my duty as a citizen to make sure businesses, homeowners, and consumers are safe. And that we deploy the right technologies that make us money, but are going to keep people in an environment that is not going to make them worse, but it's going to make them comfortable. And that is going to protect what they do and not chastise it or try to challenge it. What do you think about that? You know, thank God that it's people like you that actually care and, and, and really wants to fight back against uh, some of this nasty, despicable stuff that's going on out here. Uh, you know, uh, man, because if it wasn't for, you know, services like the, the ones that you provide, I, I think a lot of people would be banging their heads against the wall every time when they had to deal with technology. We had a client of ours. And, you know, we provide services all over the U.S. remotely. We had a client of ours that recently moved locally to another state. And, you know, there were lots of computer companies over there. Mm -hmm. He didn't do business with any of them. He called us. And I'm like, uh, uh, Mike, we're in New Jersey. No, I know. He said, but you can do all the stuff I need. And if I need a part, I, you can ship it to me. Now, that's loyalty. But in one breath, you know, that's somebody who I wish every day we got customers like that, that they appreciate the value. Yes, we cost a few pennies more, but in the long run, we steer you well. And I think too many people, Marcus, are about putting money in their pocket. And there's nothing bad with putting money in your pocket. I've been a serial entrepreneur for years. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a problem when you put money in your pocket and it hurts or harms another person. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem to make money. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest problem when people are, you know, delivering the services, but, you know, giving you crap and, and then overcharging you afterwards and, and telling you have a nice day. Exactly. And now YouTube, because they're worried about getting sued nine hours ago, cracked down the QN on another conspiracy videos. So. And, you know, YouTube owned by Google, so they get very and – for, and for Twitter to do something before, you know it's getting serious. Twitter never blocks crap. But the biggest one I saw was on the 11th, fighting for the right to repair your own stuff. Manufacturers have to be able to allow you to repair your own phone. They don't. So they're trying to push a movement to allow repair movement to allow you to change things of the throwaway country to be able to repair them. Hmm. I think there's gonna be a lot of changes. A lot of things are gonna go digital. And I think we're gonna see a lot of people that are either gonna wake up or they're gonna become burnt. And I guess I hope one thing, Marcus, I hope nobody, nobody ever gets burned. But when you put your hand near a stove and it's hot, you pull your hand away. Do you do that again? Absolutely not. You know, no uh, unless, <laughs> unless you just don't have the brains. <laughs> and I see we had, we had, uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's just, uh, 
shout out there to uh to monster monster, monster. monster. yes yeah. thank you thank you very much uh you know it's really just about i think trying to understand and not only put technology together but put it together in a culture that's going to empower the culture but not dismantle it right and i feel we as people in the country need to make those choices to how we use technology is using this technology going to impact something in a bad or a negative way or does it have that ramification and i just feel that this is something people have to learn marcus and hopefully if they ever get burnt that they're never going to want to touch that stove again but i just don't want people to get burnt i want people to realize your hand's going to get burnt and it's going to hurt so don't try to get burnt we're not asking you to walk on a on a on a brick of fire bricks or whatever right we're not trying to ask you to do that yeah, no Tony Robbins stuff around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no Tony Robbins stuff. Uh, you know, you, you really just, I think it's just being sensible and at the end of the day, realizing that you have a choice in this world. And, um, you know, like I told you, I made a choice a long time ago. I won't have an Amazon Alexa. Why? I don't trust what it does with the data. Yeah, I, 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 I never want that thing in my house. And I don't, you know, if someone has it in their house, I, I hope they unplug it. You know, I, I would tell them to unplug it. I think the problem is that there's no laws right now protecting it. And if the data falls in the wrong hands, Marcus, we got a problem. We got a serious problem. Yeah, it's 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 a spy. Uh, it's basically a spy. Uh, it's you, not you, so much them that's the problem. It's where the yeah. data is residing and who they sell it to for the highest bid. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know where our hour goes, Marcus. Uh, but listen. Oh yeah, we right yeah, here. We're at almost it. at our hour. <laughs> but, you know, we have a great guest coming next week, uh, Edwin Edabiri. Definitely tune in for that. And um, listen, friends, if you have an idea for a show or a concept, or if you'd like to be on our show and you're a thought leader and you have something you think that be educational. Drop us a line. Visit jmora.com on the contact us form and let us know what you have and we'll set you up for a 15-minute chat and see if it makes sense to bring you on the show. If we do bring you on the show, you will need to sign a media release form. And, you know, if you have a particular product that you would like me to unbox and review, you can definitely go to our website let me know that. You have to donate the product to us. And... Um, there's a lot of great things that uh, I'm sure you have out there and you'd love me to give your uh, my honest opinion on and, and review them because that's what I do here. I give honest feedback uh, and opinion. People can't pay me to say things here. I say what's on my mind and I say what's the truth. And that's why people uh, keep coming back because they know that I'm going to tell you what it's all about. And uh, we're at the end of our hour. I have enjoyed being here again with you, Marcus. And we Same will here. see you next Friday night, 5.30 p.m. with my guest. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 
That's IT support to 888-111, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.